Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South, downtown, north side, and Sherwood Park locations. Uh, for the next 15 minutes from Inside Sports, it's Reed Wilkins along with Brendan Escott. And this is Oilers Now. Something you're not going to want to miss. Make sure you score this at home. Uh, it is our preseason prognostications, our picks. Uh, by the way, uh, we uh, weren't able to coordinate a time that worked with Jack this week. I, I will tell you that... Uh, we will have Ken Holland at some point on the show. Uh, in fact, I can confirm he will be on tomorrow at 12.10, right at the beginning of uh, Oilers Now. He will join us. And uh, Mark Spector as well. Stoffer and Spector brought to you by the Horses, Horse Racing Alberta, presenting live standard bid racing every Friday night and Sunday afternoon at Century Mile Racetrack. Mark Spector in studio tomorrow. All right, Reed, uh, let's get after it. We got Brendan back in the studio as well. Brendan, guess what you're doing? Uh Anyhow, we're all responsible. <laughs> we're all responsible for our own picks. So let's get to it. We're going to start. Look, we're in the West. We're going to start in the Pacific Division, specifically. Reed Wilkins, who do you have making the playoffs, and who's going to win the division? I have uh, Vegas in first place, San Jose in second place, and Calgary in third place. Is that all the teams that are making it? From I the do Pacific? not. I, I do not have the Pacific Division getting a wild card. I think the Oilers, Arizona, and Vancouver will all be in the hunt and will be competing for fourth on the division, but I think ultimately will fall short of a playoff spot. And uh, Brennan, who do you got in the Pacific? Yeah, I would also say Vegas is going to take the division down. I like what they've done. Calgary has too many questions in goal for me to have them any higher than second in the division, and then San Jose has still got some good pieces, but again, with the amount of turnover they've had, I finished with them in third. Arizona's going to be an intriguing one, and I think a lot depends on the goaltending there as well. Vancouver could make a push, but uh, I mean, not to make terrible radio, but Reed kind of said it all right there. Uh, gentlemen, I'm going to go with Vegas to win the division as well. I do have concerns on their defense. Uh, I got Calgary second. I have both Arizona and 
the Edmonton Oilers making the playoffs as well. I do not have San Jose. And I shouldn't do this because I do this to myself every year with San Jose. I'm saying this is the year they get too old. But they lose Joe Pavelski, huge character guy. Um, I just... I have a feeling that this might, and I know. Fear no, I think that's fair because goaltending as well, right? Yeah. Martin Jones was basically the worst number one goalie in the league last year. Of a playoff team. Of yes, sorry, of playoff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I, I do have Arizona and Edmonton both making it. I have the Sharks out of the mix in the Pacific Division, and fear the Finn right now is laughing at me. Ha <laughs> Stoffer, you're completely out to lunch, and you're entirely entitled to that opinion. And maybe again, it's a byproduct of being the internal optimist. Brendan, who do you have in the Central Division? So you've got five teams making it in the Central. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting year in the Central, Bob. I mean, it, it, it's tough to look at Dallas, and if everything aligns the way that it seems to, both with their acquisitions. They've still got a great goaltender in Ben Bishop. Uh, Haskinen is incredible on the on what was already a deep blue line. So I think Dallas is going to take that down, but it won't be easy with Nashville and St. Louis bearing down on them. Winnipeg, of course, is going to be in the mix as well. I just worry with the Dustin Bufflin situation there, what their defense might look like. I think they're pretty thin all of a sudden in Winnipeg. So I've got Dallas followed by St. Louis and Nashville, but I definitely have Winnipeg making the playoffs as well. And I actually have Colorado sneaking in there uh, or Okay. Chicago could be another contender. Well, you got to pick one. Yeah, I like Chicago a little bit better. Okay, that sucks. You know why? Uh, <laughs> I've, I've got four teams out of Central. I also have Dallas leading the way. They're great in goal. They're not just good in goal. I mean, they got Ben Bishop and Anton Hudeau, and they're really good in goal. A little bit concerned, four, five, six D spots with Dallas for now. Uh, I got National and St. Louis in the playoffs as well. Gentlemen. I think the Winnipeg Jets are going to miss the playoffs. I think too much regression on the back end. Uh, yes, they've got some talent up front. Now, maybe they're a team that's in on Jack Johnson. We'll wait and see on that front. Does that necessarily help you? I have Chicago making the playoffs. They've upgraded their defense. A lot more experience in the back end. So uh, Dallas, uh, St. Louis, Nashville, and Chicago for me out of the Central Division. Reed Wilkins. I, I, I really like Dallas's team. I mean, they were a, a Game 7 overtime win for maybe win it at all last year. Maybe they could have been the Cinderella team like the Blues were. Uh, Colorado, great high-end talent. I think they're poised to be a very strong team. Nashville, some good moves there. I, I have them third. I think the Blues will make the playoffs, but as a wild-card team, I don't see them as a Stanley Cup champ that comes in and, and then is a dominant team the next season. And then that other wild-card spot I, I referenced, Bob, I think it's going to be between Chicago, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Arizona, and Vancouver for the final wild-card in the West, and I am going to give a slight edge to Chicago. Um, I, I don't think Winnipeg's going to get in. I think they've lost too much on defense, and Edmonton, Arizona, and Vancouver, you know, I, I all think are, are going to stay in the hunt, but I don't, I don't think they're quite there. Now, I mean, Chicago has, has their flaws as well, but I'm going to give the slight edge to the Blackhawks to be the eighth playoff team in the West. Uh, I have Dallas winning the conference. Reed? Well, so do I, actually. I think Brandon? goaltending goal prevention, good defense. It's, it's too easy for me to pick them, so I'm going to say that Nashville gets it done, but I think it's Soros and Nett that takes over. Alright, to the Eastern Conference, and we are going to start in the Atlantic Division, and Reed Wilkins is going to drop the puck first. Okay, well I'm going to go with the uh, automatic top three that have been the top three in this division the last couple of years. Tampa Bay, Boston, Toronto, and I'm giving the Atlantic... Two wild cards. Okay. Uh, Florida, I, I think, is going to be 
a really dangerous team. They added a good goaltender. They got they got some good young forwards, and they brought in Quenville as a coach, which I think is really going to pay off. And then the Montreal Canadiens were the best non-playoff team last year. They were actually 14th overall, yep. but ninth in the East. I, I think Montreal kind of has the same type of season, but this time they get in as a wild card. Okay, uh, so you got five teams out of the Atlantic. Brendan? Yeah, I, I don't feel as lofty about Montreal's expectations. Tampa Bay is going to win that division again. I think Toronto will finish second. Boston is too good per- perennially to not just go away. But I, I again, I love fl- what Florida's done. They've got the stability behind the bench now. They've got an excellent goaltender. And uh, Alex Barkov has really taken a step forward in the last calendar year. So to me, those are the four teams that are going to get there. I think Montreal is is just, I worry so much about their ability to score. Uh, and it, you got to be able to do that in the East. I have five teams out of the Atlantic making the playoffs, all right? Uh, And I'm going to have a surprise team winning uh, this conference. Well, maybe not very popular with some of the people out there. Obviously, Tampa Bay is an excellent hockey club. I'm with you guys. Florida with Joel Quenville, different-looking team. they got a stopper now in between the pipes. Uh, Toronto and Boston, those are layups. They're both going to make the playoffs. Uh, Toronto can score. They're deep. They're skilled. And they're even better now in defense, especially on the right side. So very different look. I got Buffalo. I just have oh, a, neat. I just have a feel about Ralph Kruger. I think that uh, there's something about his personality. I, you know, it, it, if you, it kind of makes me wonder a bit. You know, yes, the Oilers wouldn't have had Drysaddle and McDavid if uh, if Kruger hadn't been because I think Ralph Kruger had the Nugent Hopkins and Halls and Everly's steered in the right direction and that got derailed a bit. I think he's going to be really good for Buffalo. They got a lot of negative energy around that organization the last several years. So I have Buffalo in the mix as well. Uh, five teams for me out of the Atlantic. Uh, Brendan, for you, you got to drop the puck first on the metropol- uh, the metropolism, uh, the metropolitan <laughs> division. Uh, see, this is as about as wide open as it's going to get for me. Washington has enough pieces in place that I think they're going to repeat. Uh, Pittsburgh should come in second in there. I've got the Islanders backing off a little bit of that 103-point total from last year. I still have them in the playoffs, but as a lower seed, my wild card this year, guys, is Philadelphia. I love what they have in place in terms of young players. I love a Travis Konechny. Uh, Provorov, I expect to take a leap forward this year. And with Carter Hart and Nett and finally not having to worry about that for a little while, I think they sneak into the playoffs. The major question mark for me is what does New Jersey look like with all the additions that they made? Is that enough to get them into a wild card spot? We'll see. But for now, I can call confidently Washington, Pittsburgh, the Islanders, and Philly. I have uh, New Jersey competing hard for a spot. But I have some concerns with New Jersey's goaltending. I think they're going to be a team to watch, obviously. Taylor Hall, we'll see how long that storyline plays out in terms of a contract extension. Again, to me, the Devils better than a 50% chance to re-sign him because they've got the player, they've got the money. We're probably looking at an eight-year deal about uh, $11 million per. I would assume that they're going to go all in. Uh, and they went all in. And I mean, they they completely rebuilt their second line. Uh, they got Jack Hughes. They they brought in Simmons. And they got Gusev. I mean, that's a whole new second line for them. Subban will change the complexion. But I have them missing the playoffs. I've only got three teams out of the Metropolitan Division. For me, Pittsburgh along with the Islanders and obviously Washington. So those are my three teams that make it. Well, this this one's fun because I think we're the most all over the map, and I found this the hardest to pick because I could look at every team and think, oh yeah, they uh, oh wait a minute, I mean I don't think Carolina's gonna gonna do it again. I, I think the Islanders are gonna drop off. Washington, I'm pretty comfortable picking. I'm gonna pick the New York Rangers. 
to make the wow. playoffs. Wow. And I do think New Jersey's going to get in. I think Hall's going to be energized and have a lot to prove after last season. Subban is there. You're right, Bob. Questions about the goaltending. And, and I mean, look, I love Carter Hart. I think he's going to have a great career, but you know, I, am I sure in Philadelphia? That, that's, that's a market that's eaten up goaltenders yeah, forever. Yeah, so that's why I, I don't pick the Flyers, but I'll, I'll go Washington Rangers Devils. Who do you have Metro. coming out of the – who's the conference winner? Okay, you're going to love this. I'm going with a wild card team to do it because of the coach and because of the goaltender, and I think they're going to get better as the year goes on. And sometimes I just make an unconventional pick for a bit for the sake of it. I'm picking the Florida Panthers to win the East. Okay. Brandon? <laughs> That's wild. Tampa has to get this done at some point, right? I've got them going back to the or to the cup final. Oh, I'm going to upset everybody out there. You know who I'm going to pick to come out of least. <laughs> you know right now, don't you? I, I know, I'm pretty sure I know who you're going to pick. Toronto. Yeah. I just have a feel. You know what? If Nazem Takadri doesn't get suspended against Boston last year, did the Leafs beat Boston? They might have. It did. What, did it yeah, not but go? he did get suspended. I mean, and twice. Two years in a row. Toronto. I think they're better, and uh, and I'd like nothing more than to be wrong. But I think uh, so. Dallas and I got Dallas and Toronto in the final. I'll take Dallas to win the cup. Oh, are you serious? Okay, I'm also taking Dallas to win the cup over okay. Florida. Brandon? This person doesn't Hang on. We're, we're having a conversation in the studio here. Coming out of the West, guys, is that what you're asking me? Yes. No, cup winner. Cup winner. Your cup. <laughs> See, again, I mean, I, there's going to be a lot of teams that can come out of the West and, and make a run, but. T- you look at Tampa Bay on paper, and again, I say, like this has been the best team in the league it's for a, a couple gu- of years. It's a no-guts call to pick Tampa Bay. You're picking the best team in the league in the regular. They should be the team that's the cup favorite. And yet they aren't. Year after year, they haven't gotten it done. So this is the year that they've got everybody at the right age, the right whatever they need. They, they Again, come on, man. They have to win it at some point. To me, it's this year. All right. Over who do you have out of the West? Nashville? I've got Nashville there. I think they might have a bit of a Cinderella run. Once they pass the keys, like if Pekka Rene is done this year, I think Soros has had the right kind of grooming to, to take the reins, and I love what Matt Duchesne brings to that team, too. All right, let's do this. Two more things that we got to pound away at here. All right, so we've done our, and it'll be, Brennan will tweet all these out, and they mean absolutely nothing anyways <laughs> after the show. Not that I haven't given you enough work already, Brendan. So uh, point predictions for the t- two top players for the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. I will not move off of my preseason predictions that I tweeted out back in late August, okay? I'm going to stick to them. Connor McDavid, 101. Leon Dreisaitl, 92. People say, Stoffer, how can you have that low point totals and you think that the Oilers could finish with as many as 93 points and get an eighth playoff spot? Well, sometimes less is more. I think the Oilers would be way better defensively, uh, but it might cost McDavid and Dreisaitl some points. So I'll go 101 and 92. See, but if you have them in the playoffs... They're winning more, and teams are pulling the goalies more, and those guys are out more late in games to get to get gravy points. Um, I, I think that the top the the top end scoring totals are going to come down a little bit. Last year that's, was kind yeah. of a coaches often react. That's the but I don't, I don't have them going down as much as you. I put McDavid one eleven, Leon ninety five. Okay. So make sure you, so you're going to write all this out so he can see it, so he can tweet it out for us. Does that work for you? Well, I can do it neater than this sheet of paper, but uh, yeah. You need some work on that. <laughs> oh, you should see the scratch pad I've got going here, fellas. Well, we're only up to 16 <laughs> pages on our uh, preseason orders points total. The winner gets a two, gets a chance to draw for $200 uh, Roos Chris gift certificate. What do you got here, big boy? I'm reading a lot into the fact that McDavid and Dreisaitl are on different lines today at practice, and, and, and color me the fool if this isn't a long-term thing, but I've got McDavid at 43 goals 
goals, 72 assists. That's 115 points, if my math is correct there, uh, because I think he's going to be more of a catalyst for some some lesser wingers than Leon. And that puts Leon to me at 38-51 for 89 points. Wow, so 16-point drop for Leon Dreisaitl. Reed, who do you got coming up tonight on Inside Sport? You got Are we doing the Oilers record? Well, we did. We already. Oh, well, I, I'm at 93 points. Oh, I. You, Paul, oh, sorry. You missed it. You uh, missed. I'll do. I'll do 88. You'll do 88. 88 for the Oilers. By the way, what did you, Scott? What did you go with? I had 85. I'm the low man. Okay. Well, let's hope that you're the most wrong. <laughs> Does that work? Yes, we can do that. Okay. Uh, Reed, uh, you do have inside sports coming up tonight. What do you got, Jake? Yeah, we'll get to more of the Oilers storylines and uh, and some clips from Tippett and, and uh, Yurko Nygaard. Uh, Blake's going to hop on as well. And uh, the coaches show is at 730, Moss and Morley in Hamilton. Okay, well, win's a win. They need another one. Yep, they need another one. All right. And, hey, how about Chris Morris? Isn't that great? 23 nothing. They outscored UBC in the fourth. There you go. That's really good. All right. Uh, it is 149 in Edmonton. When we come back in Oilers now after our useless, uh, superfluous uh, segment that Reed, myself, and Brendan just did for you all, and, and I wouldn't score any of that at home, uh, we are going to... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Get to some comments from Dave Tippett and get to listen to an Oilers history. You're listening to Oilers Now Live from Rogers Place. It's 150 in Edmonton. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. 152 in Edmonton. That's good to listen in Oilers history for New West Travel. Join Oilers Now on two great road trips coming up to Chicago and Tampa. In the second half of the season, the Tampa trip includes a five-night Caribbean cruise. For reservations, call New West Travel. Go online, newwesttravel.com. Bring it. Brendan, what do you got? Back in 1997, Bob, the Oilers signed free agent defenseman Drake Barahowski. He would play 67 games for the Copper and Blue, scoring 7 points, 169 penalty minutes in the 97-98 season, which was his lone season with Edmonton. I think he was claimed in the expansion draft by Nashville after that year. All right, Dave Tippett spoke uh, less than 25 minutes ago. He had this to say on the evolution of the Oilers' roster since he's become the coach. Ever evolving, it's going to continue to evolve. Uh, I've talked about before. You put names on a whiteboard; they're easy to see on a whiteboard, and you have this fantasy: what you think they can all do, and who's going to play with who. And you get to training camp, and you start putting those things in place, and you understand that some of those pieces on the whiteboard weren't quite what you imagined, or some of them are better than you imagined. So as you come through training camp, you evaluate every guy, you get a sense of what they can do and what they can't do, where they might fit, and uh, the next part of it is where they can go. 
right? There's some guys here that are still still in, uh, I wouldn't call it the evaluation process, but there's guys here that are, I think there's still more than we've seen, and they've got to continue to grow, just like the rest of our team has to continue to grow. So it's been, it's been an evolution of our group that's not done yet. Not done yet. One guy that's been a bit of a surprise, Tomas Yurcho. Here's Dave Tippett. Uh, you know, he's had a good camp. He's, uh, he's obviously a talented guy, talented winger. He makes good plays. He gets around the net. He can, he can score. And that's an element that uh, depth of scoring is something that we need here. Uh, where he fits in the lineup exactly, uh, that's still to be determined. But he's a guy that can play with good players and, and complement good players. Probably the best game he had was in Winnipeg when he played with uh, McDavid and, and Neil. Um, had a real solid game, had a beautiful goal, the, the winning goal. And those are the kind of plays we need. Now, that being said, there's part of his game that's still the details of his game along the wall, structurally stuff, there's still some knowledge to be gained there and still some evaluation to be had. But uh, I give him credit. He's coming in here and worked hard, and he's had a pretty good camp. Boilers now. Tomorrow we'll get started early. Ken Hall of the GM at 12.10. Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Standard Red Racing coming up Friday nights and Sunday afternoons at Century Mile. Off to a news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoons with today's special guest hosts, Morgan Black and Brad Whisker. So long, everybody, from Rogers Place. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.